So, well, I mean, so usually I, getting a, getting the enchantment is is plenty. Yeah, I think I've had one. Of these. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Demonstrate the Loop. We're a Magic the Gathering podcast doing everything from deck texts, set discussions, and also, damn it, ah, man, whenever you surprise uh, me, uh, you get me every time. <laughs> deck texts, uh, uh, set dissections, and discussions. The set dissections is last. You, you did yeah, it out of order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Either oh. way, we either talk about things or talk about things pertaining to decks. Or we talk about things pertaining to sets. Um, this is a set one. We're going to talk about things pertaining to sets, but first let me do some introductions here. And by me, I mean I'm going to let Josh introduce himself. Josh? Oh, hello. I am Josh this time. And Josh will introduce Drew. Ah, hello. This is Drew this time over here. Hello, Drew. That's not quite what I said. But, <laughs> 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 but that's okay. That one that was giggling was Drew. Um, yeah. and then me, I'm Daniel, and Drew will introduce me. Oh, that's, uh, Daniel. Say hello. Hello. And that was that. So now we're going to be talking about, um, Commander <laughs> Legends. Um, it's coming out, uh, as of recording, it is coming out in four days, I think. Yeah. Four yeah, days, it comes Friday. Out, uh, oh, it, it's uh, official release oh, yeah. this Friday. This is a, uh, specifically commander draft set it's got all these brand new goodies for commander and it's got a couple of brand new goodies for what is it legacy <laughs> potentially oh. and a couple yeah, of yeah. brand new goodies for pauper including one that people are saying might be a little too good for pauper but mm-hmm. i don't play pauper so that's okay that, that's okay if that affects pauper in that way I uh, oh yeah there's a bunch of new oath breaker staples you gotta, oh yeah a bunch of new you gotta look out at staples. that's right um, so we're going to be mm. talking about just our favorite cards, our feelings uh, on the set overall as a whole. And so I suppose we'll uh, jump into that. Uh, what would we like to discuss okay. first? The new mechanics or um, anything like that? Do we want to talk about specifically Let's... how the draft of the set works? I, we should definitely cover the, the I w- mechanics, what it's got going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. well, there are four mechanics in Commander Legends, or four main mechanics. There will be little mm. peppers of things throughout, like there is a card that has a Voke, which is yeah. um, mm-hmm. not in the whole set, but it's in like a couple cards, because it's mm-hmm. a commander set, so there's some stuff from everywhere. But the yeah, four yeah, yeah. main sets that we have is, um, the most important one, I would say, is the return of Partner. Just blanket Partner, not Partners with. Uh, Drew, mm-hmm. you know, give us a quick ex- explanation of what Partner is. Yes, yeah, so um, anyone who um, has been listening since our very first episode will remember me saying that I thought that um, Companion was the future of Partner. I have been uh, just completely and utterly um, decimated by the release of this set and been proven <laughs> just completely wrong top to bottom. Uh, Partner is a is it, Partner is effectively a static ability. It has realistically it has no direct impact in game mechanics and mostly for the purposes of commander it lets you kind of flex around with deck construction a creature that has partner can be part of any um can be your commander along with any other legendary creature so uh provided that other creature also has partner this allows you for added flexibility in uh, deck construction a lot of kind of build your own commanders other than that, your overall deck size remains the same, meaning that if you decide to have a deck with two partners, you have a deck, your main board deck is actually then going to consist of 98 cards instead of 99. Um, commander damage is tracked separately. Commander attacks is tracked separately. Any cards that care about 
how many times you have cast a commander will sum total both of your castings for those. And then anything I'm trying to think of anything else, anything that cares about you just having a commander at all, you only need to have one of the two for that to, for that, for that requirement to have been met. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so that's partner. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about this next one. Cause it's one of my favorites. Uh, we have the return of cascade. Mm -hmm. Cascade is one of my favorite uh, 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 mechanics because mm -hmm. I like doing things off the top. Now, there are ways to kind of cheat with Cascade if you have like scry effects or things like that, but I typically mm -hmm. do not. And what yep. Cascade does is that when you cast a spell with Cascade, before that spell resolves, it creates a trigger. And that trigger exiles cards from the top of your deck until you find a non-land card that costs less than the original cast card. So if you cast an 8-drop with Cascade, it will look for things that cost seven or less. So if you hit mm -hmm. something that's like a three drop, you can then cast it for free. Now, you don't have to cast it for free. You can mm -hmm. just let it go to the bottom yeah. of your library in a random order along with everything else revealed. But more often than not, you're going to say, yeah, I'll take a free three drop spell with my eight cost card that I just did. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And uh, an important thing to note is that the thing that you find when you're cascading is actually cast. So if you uh, yep. have like an eight drop cascader and then you hit a five drop that has cascade, that thing is also going to cascade because you're just actually mm -hmm. casting it. And yeah, so it that's a whole bunch of fun Yeah. No, it, no, it does not. Cascade <laughs> is a really fun mechanic. And the, the other element there is also the card you cascade into actually will resolve yes, it will before, before the, the card that has one. cascade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is that good. And good which rainbow. is, um, yeah, which is really cool with um, just a real quick talk about a card. The um, the Sweet Gum Recluse is a six-drop, yeah. uh, four-and-two green flashing spider with Cascade. So, you know, you get to hit something that costs five or less. And then when it enters the battlefield, you put three plus one plus one counters on each of any number of target creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. So since the mm -hmm. thing that it cascades into resolves before it does, it can yep. cascade into like a four-drop creature. That enters first, then the Sweet Grum Recluse enters, and then you can put three counters on that thing as well as the Recluse. So it's mm -hmm. really cool. I like that one. A whole heap. Um, Josh, I feel like for some reason uh, this is a mechanic that you'll like a lot. So I will is have it, you uh, discuss um, Encore. If you could discuss good. our new mechanic, Encore. I'm so ready because I'd hoped that it would be that one because I do like it. Um Encore <laughs> is a ability with the cost that you uh, pay when the card with Encore is in your graveyard. Uh, the way Encore works is you pay the cost and then you exile the card from your graveyard. And then for each opponent, you create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn if able. They gain haste, sack them at the beginning of the next end step. You activate the ability only mm -hmm. as a sorcery. Um, uh this is all now correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but it is definitely all on creatures specifically, of course. Um, and also all of these uh, creatures that do the encore ability have either an NTB or a death trigger or an attack trigger so that when they come back, uh, you're getting pretty good bang for your buck. It's, it's doing something big and it's probably even doing something bigger than when you first had the creature entered normally. Um, because mm. these creatures just work normally, um, when you just cast them from your hand and the interplay. Um, and so usually when you pay the encore cost and you make tokens for each of your opponents, 
you're going to be getting multiple triggers because you probably have more than one opponent at that point. So yeah, the the mm -hmm. encore cost, uh, I believe, always doesn't it always cost more than the regular casting cost? Um, uh, looking at it, yes, um, I do believe so. The exception that I currently see, there's like one that costs the same, um, ah. but I think in general they they are they are yeah. uh, like three or so uh, CMC higher for the encore activation than the cards mm -hmm. typical. There's, Which like there's funny, that makes sense. There's a funny workaround though, because there is uh -huh. a new commander in this set that gives. Um, a card in your graveyard encore um, mm -hmm. except for it makes oh. the encore cost equal to its converted mana cost right, so if there's yeah. one where the encore is like seven but its regular cast is four you can just say uh -huh. no no it will be yeah. four and then you can encore it for four <laughs> for a thing that should be seven so that right. ability is probably going to be really good for four mm -hmm. mana mm -hmm. um, yeah but yes. yeah we'll we'll talk about um that yeah. legend later potentially uh yeah, and then uh, we'll toss it back to drew drew what is our final mechanic here oh what is our final mechanic um <laughs> i'm trying to remember monarch. Too. Monarch. oh yeah monarch <laughs> monarch oh uh, yeah monarch is on a is on i think a couple cycles of cards that do various things hmm. um in fact let me go ahead i'm just gonna pull uh let's see That's quite court a few, of and let me see which one i grab a uh, court of ire is the first one i see here um so monarch is a mechanic started in the first conspiracy set essentially once any card that references monarch hits the battlefield or is cast um it'll basically dictate on the card's effect who is monarch so court of ire as an example from this set three and two red for an enchantment when court of ire enters the battlefield you become the monarch at the beginning of your upkeep court of ire deals two damage to any target if you are the monarch and deals seven damage to that player or permanent instead being the monarch means that at the beginning of your end step that has been eroded now so that it's grammatically correct um, <laughs> you will draw a card and you can mm -hmm. um take the monarch status from another player by having a creature deal combat damage to them and um that's really it uh what mm -hmm. the set also what the set primarily introduced there's just more cards that care about monarch here but it also it introduced a lot more monarch payoffs a lot more mm -hmm. things that kind of trigger while you are the monarch you get an additional benefit from being the monarch yeah 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 it's uh, yeah. it's good. I like Monarch a lot. The whole idea behind Monarch is to get people swinging, get damage going early mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. game. So I think I think Monarch is bringing it, bring it back it's a, was a really smart move yeah. for for this specifically yes. multiplayer set. Very smart move. Like it, it's it's Monarch is definitely it's a mechanic that is I think uh, just about exclusively really seen play in Popper and in Commander Popper. Just because I mean, if you're restricted to all commons, you'll kind of just take whatever card advantage you can mm -hmm. get. And Popper mm -hmm. tends to be in that format just one of the better options especially in non-blue colors and then in commander like i i don't i have very rarely seen a player uh, a commander player say that they don't always love it when commander whenever monarch shows up at a game uh, it's mm -hmm. not necessarily mm -hmm. universal but it is very very high on most commander players like uh things they like yeah i i'd agree with that i personally and i don't think anyone in our group really does but we don't run a lot of cards that put monarch into the game in our mm -hmm. decks do we not a lot. not a ton not a ton but i, I um, know i've got at least one deck that that does it in a couple ways i think really which one <laughs> well i know i've got the um the land that can make you the monarch in my colorless uh hope of gear per deck um and i've got something <laughs> something 
No, I've got two uh, rogues that do it in my uh, Demir rogues deck. There's two different <laughs> rogues that just ETB, you become the monarch, and then they have some benefit if you're still the monarch on your upkeep or something. Uh, so. Okay, so we have it. We have it among uh, two decks that one person plays. A little uh, bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. No, I do like it when it shows up, but I feel like our playgroup specifically uh, doesn't mm. show up very often. So I'm pretty excited yeah. and hopeful that um, some of this stuff will convince us to just grab a whole hefty plethora mm-hmm. of, I would like us to do an mm-hmm. episode at some point talking about how we would implement Monarch into every game going through uh, all that kind of nonsense, but that's for oh, yeah, a like, later yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 There's the, so, there's the thing of like, Oh, it starts in the center or whatever feels yeah, like. So mm-hmm. I, uh, so this set, uh, the, the booster packs were different and I don't know if any of you guys have gone and had a chance to actually open up packs yet. Have any of you guys had a chance to get any? I have, I have not. not yet. Okay. So I am the only one, who mm-hmm. has but essentially the way that the booster packs are are done is that there's 20 cards per booster pack um you have your random assortment of you know commons and then you have your slightly smaller assortment of uncommons and then you get a rare card or a mythic and then you have two legendaries and those could also be rare or mythic and then there is mm-hmm. also a foil which could also be a rare or mythic so you can have mm-hmm. a nut pack and get like four mythics <laughs> in one pack i don't know how uh-huh. common that is but it is entirely possible. And when you draft, you pick two cards. You pick two mm-hmm. cards when you draft. I which didn't know that. I had never done before. I Wait, also you, was. You take two and pass? Mm-hmm. Just the whole you take, time? You take, yeah, yep. the whole time. Not just the first oh, one, all of them. Okay. I guess I guess they must have found that um, color restrictions made that important, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I think that when you have to play like a. It's not singleton, but yeah, when you have a color yeah. identity. It, you're less uh-huh. likely to get screwed if you're being like, okay, I'm a green black deck. There's a green card and a black card. I can get them both instead mm-hmm. of just being like, oh, I can only get one and hope that it wheels <laughs> around the rest of the of the table. Yeah. So I think that's a good call. Apparently, that's, that's how it also worked at Double Masters, that. but I did not do it that way. I don't know <laughs> that anybody. Yeah, I didn't I, draft. I don't know. Double Masters. I don't know if Double Masters Double Masters draft had a large enough sample size for anyone to even say that like mm-hmm. definitively. <laughs> like that may be that may be what the yeah. rules say, but I don't know if there's just enough literal data to, to go on. <laughs> I'm sure that the four or five guys who could afford it all <laughs> all probably just sold the boxes later online. Um yes. Yep. <laughs> either way, just um so I'm the only person that's drafted. I played a 1v1 uh with mm-hmm. my wife. Uh 1v1 in commander is very different than a regular commander because um mm-hmm. we were actually both drafting uh black. I was going okay. black red and she was uh-huh. going black green, but all of the black creatures that she was getting was only because I was taking all of the black control. And so the games ended up just being, uh, I killed everything the whole time and one with a cat. Um, so okay. I don't know if we that's take the those. best. We, and I did take those and I felt bad about it. Afterwards. <laughs> because, um, but uh, the drafting uh, was very fun. I know that you guys haven't had a chance to do it yet. We do have a box mm-hmm. on the way and we're all going to do a sealed version, but just um, blanket mm-hmm. looks at the set. What what is your what's your overall opinion? What's your what are your thoughts? Do you think that there's a lot of egregious errors? Do you think that they hit everything just pretty well? Like what's what's just like I, face value? What's your opinion there? Looking at it from what I know of limited play from the limited from the limited limited that I have played, <laughs> um, 
it then i don't think there's a single thing in the set that i think is a problem for limited i don't think there's a single thing here that's a problem hmm. that's a problem for draft that's a problem for sealed um any of the things because I, I mean it's there's just no chance that anyone listening to this has ex- is exclusively listening to this podcast with all the other uh, magic discourse going on. Hmm. Everything that I would even say is like even a remote negative. And, you know, even then I would say like uh, I would be hesitant to say like or I would rather I would qualify that with saying even the negatives in the set I don't think are actually that bad. Yeah. Are only problems for for constructed formats outside of this. <laughs> um, I yeah. think we get a ton of uh of new legendaries to play with um i like i i i like a vast majority of the new cards i don't want to say all of the new cards but it's Hmm. it's mostly it's i either like or don't care about them um i i did want to ask you specifically drew because me and you recorded (laughs) the um the partners with that whole thing about how companion is the fixed version of blanket partner and in that episode we touched on like Blanket partner feels just a little too open, I think. Yep. Was mm-hmm. kind of where we went. But the do you think that the partners in this set kind of rein it in a little bit? Because some of these partners have some very weird specific abilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that, think like, it's a like uh for instance, I'll just read off yeah. one. Elegith Crossroads Augur is a six mana, a four and two blue sphinx. Mm-hmm. It's a flying mm-hmm. five six, and it said if you would scry a number of cards, draw that many cards instead. And it mm-hmm. has partner. Mm-hmm. This is one of the rares. And so it's yeah. not like you know, Cedar Condo that's just, hey, small creatures, <laughs> they can't be blocked. This is hey, you better be scrying. This is you're you not scrying, be some you're scrying over messing here. Up. Well, yeah. And it's it's an it's i think i think the the key thing they did here is um is <laughs> that there 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 were two approaches here um because it's the partners in this set um have been you know i guess corrected for because it's the the previous batch of partners people love them because they're real strong and they let you have they, they essentially gives you a give you a ton more options for four color commander if that's what you want to play mm-hmm. um and just about all of them are good to some degree but they are very problematic for the format because it is very hard to balance so what they've done in commander mm-hmm. legends and this is i guess my opinion but what they've done here is they've solved that by either making them bad um <laughs> which has worked out for a good handful of these is just you know what you can fix them by just making them straight garbage uh, mm-hmm. which is a, which is a way to prevent them from being broken um yeah. made them either exclusively narrow or and this is the case for all of them making them one color making them one color diminishes their capabilities for really letting you kind of flex around because you're only ever like it's even even using the previous partner pairs you're getting up to at max three colors with any of these so there's only so much mm-hmm. impact also i think just about every and you know the, the set's new i absolutely reserve the right to be wrong but like there's none of these partners that jump out to me as completely broken there are some that have been getting some uh, murmurs about cedh play cedh vi- uh, viability mm-hmm. but none of these in comparison at least on anything i can immediately see are going to be broken and they they by being restricted to their colors are not as open-ended jam a pile of four color good stuff with yeah another yeah partner. yeah you can't yeah. just be like hey i'm gonna have all of the tutors of every color in addition to this <laughs> yeah. piece of value that's just pretty good 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And so and so that's and that's kind of like uh, in the, the companions as partners idea that that's kind of where they went with them. It's they are res- they are more restrictive than the previous partners in the sense of they are monocolor. So they limit just how many colors you can get access to, which also limits the, uh, the amount of available cards you have access to to break any given partner. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. of them are just, mm-hmm. you know. Just some, just some straight up trash. <laughs> some of them are just like stone unplayable. I mean, like, like, like the, the scry one. I could see there's enough cards with scry on them that you could probably get a pile oh, yeah. of that. That's just gonna accumulate some value. But I mean, there's also where's the there's also Kelleth, Sun Made Familiar. Who I want to get out ahead of this and just say I oh, love this boy. He's a, a delightful, horse. delightful man. He's a delightful man. Two mana, one one legendary horse. When a commander you control attacks, put a counter on it, and that's it. Those are all the mechanics on the card. That is bad. Like oh, in no, any no, kind of constructive no, format, no, no. this is oh, a legendary hold up, hold horse, up. Drew. This is a let. It's a one. <laughs> hold up, one second, yeah. man. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a very specific convoluted deck that this horse will be very good in <laughs> in the commander slot. Uh, potentially, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, well, I don't I don't really care about talking about that right now, so I won't. But uh, <laughs> yes, but that, that's the thing. It's it's like maybe in the partner slot you can pair this with mm-hmm. some commander, and I don't see the synergy here. But at two mana to get an additional counter on attack only and only for a commander there are just better cards than this there are better cards than this all over the place it's a you don't get it it's no no i get i get that it is a horse horse. i get that it is a horse turn zero rogue rock turn two keleth you're swinging with a one two first strike menace trample my friend yeah oh dang and i'll block with like an elysian carry added you're not gonna be playing elysian (laughs) carry added don't give me that you have one deck with that in it <laughs> it's not even your commander. <laughs> yeah, I won't even have it every game. That's what I'm saying. Right. You're gonna take that one damage and the next turn you can play easy and it's it's honestly it's like it's um the, the partners here, like it's there's nothing here that's you know, again, ob- at least obviously, but there's nothing here mm-hmm. that jumps out as, as game breaking. And I think having all of the new partners be monocolor, I actually think that's a very smart move. We kind of mm-hmm, the damage mm-hmm. has already been done with the dual color ones. I think that anyone who is going into partners just to just to play four colors can already do that. It's good that we saw reprints here. Granted, they're blinged out reprints, so I don't know how much uh, they're going to impact the price of those. Yeah, we will see. No, nah, with the how much because it's sort of like when you um with the like you know the the fancy art foil mm-hmm. omnath is roughly yeah. the same price as just regular omnath it's it's going to come down uh, to because uh-huh. like that's the thing is, is it's collector boosters yeah it's collector boosters and so right. it's going to come down to like what the actual like what the print volume of this set is yeah, yeah, being yeah. literally how many of these um foil etched copies of uh <laughs> vile smasher are like out in the wild um and so like we'll i think i think that'll just be something you kind of just have to watch those on but as far as like for the future health of partner and the future viability of it i don't think that any of these are bad like it's even even kelleth um is actually i think it's a really good option for like limited because it's just one it's having partner and limited just makes sense it gives you more flexibility to have a have something in your command zone that reflects the deck that you have built and so Mm. that's perfectly great um and none of these i think are gonna like break or warp the format or anything like that and then i i i didn't think of this prior and i don't know why is encore just encore is just myriad yeah 
Encore is just a one-time well, myriad. It's, it's like myriad unearth. unearth. Yeah. That's the right one, right? Yeah. yeah. Sort and, of. And it's so sort like, of. Yeah. Because I was looking at it and I was and I was just like, okay, this lets you just kind of swing it out. All like, oh, that's just what myriad did. And There's a few differences mm-hmm. uh, with with these is that these go away at the actual end of turn, and, and the myriad the ones. Yeah, they they go away at the end step, and also they die, and that's that's a yeah. big deal because yeah. with the myriad ones they they exile at end of combat, which is a little mm-hmm. harder to kind of do more shenanigans with, especially like, you know, in the middle of the, the combat. And, step. and like, I really, I really like these encore ones. I all, what looking at them, what looking at them actually makes me wish is I wish that myriad had gotten this large of a push. Granted it was in pre context, so it didn't yeah. have literally as many cards yeah. to do it with, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. Uh, encore. I really like, and it's just because it's, I mean, it's obviously, it's a mechanic that's built for multiplayer. It mm-hmm. literally, it, it ties to you playing against multiple opponents, just like Myriad does. And so my hope is that if we see, if we see more multiplayer focus sets, it's, I, I want more Encore. I think Encore is super cool. Oh, um, yeah. It, oh, it's, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of, a yeah. lot of fun stuff to do there. I just hope that we also get more Myriad because I feel like both of those, like maybe don't have them in the same set, but then again, maybe do who cares. Right. But like, huh. I, I feel like those <laughs> are both in kind of the same general space and yeah. I and I think that they are different enough that I would like to see both of them. Most like Myriad is a is a effect you can actually repeat pretty reliably on mm-hmm. where you exile the creature on resolution of the ability. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about yeah. um the thing with Myriad is that the things that you want to Myriad have combat damage effects a little mm-hmm. bit more so. Uh-huh. Where the Encore stuff, most of the best ones like trigger on death. Yeah. They like do yeah. things yeah. like when they die or enter. So Myriad's more combat focused. So you could actually mm-hmm. do like a commander precon where like out of the soul tide deck is more encore focused. And then mm-hmm. you have like the Boros or Naya deck be mm-hmm. more Myriad. And you could have those exist in the same realm because they are vastly different in what they're actually trying to accomplish. What about you, Josh? Yeah. What do you, well, what do you think well, about would, the partners as a whole? You think anything busted hiding out in here? Um, I not that I can tell. Um, I I have never so far built a deck that um, ran partners, and so I've never like looked at them that intensely to try to figure out what would be best. So like, um, I don't have quite the experience, but um, I know I know that like I've seen partners in the set where it was like it made me think about. Well, I could run it in one of my decks but then what would i partner it with and there mm-hmm. has not been anything i found where it was like oh because these two things have partners it blows it out of the water and it changes my whole deck because i just feel like i have to run these as the commander because there's just they're so good for what i'm doing um i i do i think i agree that for the most part um the the number of things with partner and their power level will be very good for actually drafting this set um and it probably is the case that a lot of these partners from this will not see a lot of constructed play, um, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. But I definitely think a lot of them will, um, which is good. That's a good spot to be in. I think okay. it's a, like overall. I think it's a well constructed set for sure. And I, I would mm-hmm. really, I really wish that we could get together and actually draft it. But we're not going to do that right now because we are responsible. <laughs> That's true. So whatever it should be too. You, you should be responsible. Yeah, uh, I think that um, really my main thing that I always have to think about, because looking at the partners on their own, 
I'm like, none mm-hmm. of these partners with any of the other partners from this set are going mm-hmm. to be broken. It's when I think about the other partners, the previous partners, Ooh, that I'm uh-huh. worrying that I'm missing something because the yeah. two okay, color yeah. partners have always been the, the busted ones. Yep. Right. Um, and so it's like, so I'm trying to look and find out which one of these one color ones, when paired with the broken <laughs> two color partners, is going to create uh-huh. a new kind of busted that we don't understand yet. Is is Kepis yeah. Vile Smasher? Or whatever the horse's name is, Vile Smasher, like New Mardu, <laughs> C-E-D-H. I don't know. But I feel like uh... if we are to find something that is very busted in these commanders, I do think it won't be paired with something else from the set. I think it will be something from, that's yeah. going back yeah. to like the old reliables that 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 we know and love. I'm pretty there. sure it'll be Alharu and Rayhan is the is the two that I have marked as being um Ray Rayhan is the Golgari one that cares about counters. It enters with a one one counter, um with it enters with three one one counters, and then whenever it dies or is put into the command zone, you get to put its counters on another creature as partner. And then Alharu hmm. is whenever it enters the battlefield, put a counter on up to e- put a woman counter on each of up to two target creatures. And whenever a non-token creature with a woman counter on it dies, make a spirit. I am fairly certain that if I wanted to, I could take my Gave Aristocrats deck and just run those two and do the exact same thing that Gave already does. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's like very broken, but that's one of the ones that jumps that has jumped oh, out to okay. me that's so cute. far. I would be yeah. okay with the Abzan with the Abzan deck kind of yeah. breaking through the, the CEDH mold, because that means they're yeah. trying to do it without blue and, <laughs> and <laughs> That's you know what? more power to you. Uh, yeah. Go, go get it. You know? Mm. All right. Um, are there any, uh, just real quick before we go into our next thing, because I think we all yep. agree that this is just, you know, in the way that the set is, and especially if you have a big enough group, because, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. even if somebody's pulls are crazy off the wall, it's the same thing with any commander game. If somebody's going crazy, there's three other players that can be like, <laughs> yeah. nah, let's tone down that crazy just a smidge. Just get that crazy yeah. knocked mm-hmm. out of there. And I feel like that's going to still happen, even if somebody's be like, hey, I'm going to vamp tutor into Jeweled Lotus and then play Rogue Rock. And then you go, oh, no, we got to get him. Um, vamp tutor didn't even need <laughs> Jeweled Lotus, Lotus to play Rogue Rock. Rock. <laughs> you could have just dropped things. him. Just put if him if out I get Rogue Rock and I get commander Vampiric tax. Tutor, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do all of these. Uh, I'm, just, no, I, I'm, I'm mostly no. just amazed at your restraint <laughs> for not running Rogue in the command zone. That's my biggest thing. <laughs> oh, it will be. I'm, I'm uh, Vampiric <laughs> Tutoring for the Jeweled Lotus. I pull Vampiric Tutor and Jeweled Lotus in the same pack somehow. Mm. Oh, and then the Jeweled Lotus is foil. Uh, right yeah <laughs> yes and, and extendo art the rogue rock in the command zone is a um is a, a, a moderately played that i got from do we want to do we want to talk about the um the the, yeah. the pre-cons that, that are also releasing alongside this set at all oh i completely i honestly completely forgot about them Let's there's see. there's yeah. two pre-cons oh oh uh, yeah it is oh there's a Simic precon that comes with a big mm-hmm. serpent. Uh, I think that the information is actually still down here at the bottom of this mythic yep. spoiler page. It's that I'm a on. AC tire of Geyer straight, which is just on a name basis. Killer. Love that right out of the gate. Mm. <laughs> and then there is um, the Boros one, I think is an aura enchantment or an aura equipment deck. Uh, well. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. They, I wish um... that I had, <laughs> It's weird, right? Because because uh-huh. Obun did like regular kind of big creature things and had a mm-hmm. lands matter theme. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm being honest, a Boros aura equipment commander 
and a Simic Tachyova <laughs> that costs one more mana and gives you an extra land drop. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that there's people that that is for, and I'm happy mm-hmm. for them that they get to keep having those things, especially after, <laughs> you know, we just got the new Akiri from, mm-hmm. from Zendikar, <laughs> and we just yeah. got Omnath <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. else for the Landfall decks. I'm happy mm-hmm. for them, but I... I don't know if I have, if you guys have anything interesting to say about them, then go ahead. I'm well, not going to do on anyone's say, parade, but I don't have a lot to say about those. But I was just, I was going to say that I, we've talked about it a million times before. I had my, my stinky, bad, not good rogues commander deck that I built. And then mm-hmm. they made a bunch of good rogues, including doing a pre-con Demir rogue deck. They did that. They did my deck, but not as good as mine <laughs> because mine go- plays more rogues. Has more rogues in it, yeah. And but then now with this one, I I built a stinky, <laughs> not very good sea monsters deck, a Kraken Leviathan Octopus Serpent deck, and then they do this, and. Mm-hmm. Once again, they didn't go as hard on the theme as me, but why? <laughs> Wizards, what's happening? Why are you making precons of my stupidest I'm not good you, decks? What's happening? It's the the next the next precons that come out are gonna oh, have hope of Gearper in the command zone. <laughs> We've oh, never gosh. had a colorless oh. precon Ooh. deck. That actually would yeah. be really cool. That'd be yeah, awesome. They're just gonna Wizards is just slowly one at a time releasing making sealed decks. versions of josh's commander deck. that's every that's day. really funny because i don't think josh really <laughs> uploads them anywhere that wizards no. care about uh what about you drew since <laughs> yeah. uh, me and josh i think have a similar opinion what 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 do you mm-hmm. think about the the commander I, precons here um i have yet to actually see these in a store so i can't say this definitively but if these are going to continue to come out and they're at the price that the previous ones were i think these rule like Oh yeah, they're mm-hmm. like only twenty five. They're like twenty five yeah. bucks, right? I got yeah, I got I got oh, a really? double mm. pack of the last two. I think for thirty five for both of them. So, hmm. like, and th- and this is I think the thing, right? Where the commander precon decks are marketed as the entry point, the on ramp to commander for people who are new to the format. And I think that, and I may I may be wrong about this, or maybe depending on the wizard's employee whose interview you're watching. But the general hmm. state is that the commander preconstructed decks are for people who know how to play magic, but are wanting to get into commander. So they are, you know, they don't have all of the staples in them necessarily. They're not designed to just be like wall to wall banger reprints. They're just designed to be decks that are fairly simple to pick up and play out of the box for new players. I love the fact that these are, um, I actually really like that. They're just focused on there's like, there's three new cards. One of them being the commander in them, 97 reprints. Um, I'm not going to do the math for basics or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they're coming out more regularly and they're just like so much cheaper. Like the regular, I mean, like it, it was just back in like May, right? When the Ikoria, uh, when the commander 2020, uh, commander precons came out $40 a box. And, hmm. and those like it's, I picked those up and I'm running cards from them. So, you know, I am part of the problem, but like in those precons, we were getting like to justify in franchise commander players also getting these they're putting mm-hmm. cards in those like fierce guardianship which is a free counter spell deadly rollick which mm-hmm. is a free exile removal spell that are 
they're they're putting in cards into these that are a little bit problematic for the format. You know, going back years, even this is like True Name Nemesis was in one of these. I am never uh, seeing. Right, I yeah. don't even see those as being a possibility. At least with you know the limited data we have so far with these, I don't think they're going to warp the format in any kind of unhealthy way. The worst thing about these two is boros already has a lot of equipment commanders but this one has card advantage so eh, you know more options doesn't hurt and ac is just tatiova for one more mana (laughs) so like they're not they're not you know crazy boundary pushing but they're not crazy boundary pushing for me someone who's been playing commander for like three years however someone going to see like oh i want to play something i want to pull something off the shelf i could easily see them go like "Ooh, big giant water snake that looks sick or this guy's sword is on fire i want to play that like these are (laughs) cards that i think are appealing to players who are new they're priced way cheaper so they're a lot more accessible and because they're 97 percent reprints we are much less likely with these to see cards into the format that are like a little mm-hmm. bit problematic, like free counter spells, like free removal and things like okay. that. So See, I, I'm kind of all about these. I misunderstood the question mm. because I, my brain has a, normally I don't think monetary value buying. I think actual play experience <laughs> going, uh-huh. doing it from how you're saying, I have a lot to say about these. <laughs> I, okay. It's just not the uh-huh. first place my brain went. No, sure. The idea sure. Every single one of the pre-cons, because, you know, there are pre-cons. They're for new players to get into Commander, except for yeah. when you print some kind of busted garbage in it. Yeah. And now all of the players right. who've been playing forever, or just scalpers, are buying these, reselling them for $60, $70. So that yep. you're specifically cutting new players mm-hmm. out of the market mm-hmm. when you do these $40 decks, just based first on off, very prohibitively expensive. And mm-hmm. they've even, you know, like the professor talks about this a lot, the value in terms of reprints has only gone down, but there's still 40. And then so it's <laughs> it's odd. It's an odd thing to do. And so now they're saying, well, what if we just cut all of the garbage that's making people buy them that aren't even playing, that are reselling them for like $70, $80 or got buying for one specific card? We make it 25 bucks. The new players will get it. The players who want to yeah. play these cards will get them. They're finally going to the people who need them instead of being <laughs> like bought by, by, you know, the the more enfranchised but um, lesser than uh, folk that I don't mm-hmm. I don't really care for in regards to the, the the magic thing and soul rings and arcane signets have been in every one of them keeping them prices down baby give me them fast mana rocks put put mana crypts in them all whatever just do it <laughs> that's what I want but no um, thinking about it in the way that Drew explained you can think about it um, uh-huh. yes. These are a great product. Get them. Or if you already have a Tachiova or a Sea Monsters deck, you don't have to get them. But no, uh, 100%, Drew, I agree with everything you're saying. Hit the button. Hit the button. No, I already have. (laughs) Hello. Um, The thing went wonky for a bit, but I'm pretty sure you all heard me say just a little bit ago, I think that the new way they're doing the Commander Precons, the $25 ones, very cheap. It's not just loaded with garbage that crazy and franchise players want to buy or scalp or mm-hmm. will make cost $70. I think that's very good. I think they should keep doing that and then keep doing things like Commander Legends where they can put all the weird busted stuff. We're going to move on to <laughs> our personal favorite cards in the set. We're doing things a little differently this time around. We're each picking three 
legendary specifically, and then three non-legendary mm-hmm. cards that are in mm-hmm. the set. Uh, another rule is that no reprints. Don't you know? There's no reason to pick reprints mm-hmm. as our favorite mm-hmm. things. They could have been our favorites before. They missed the boat. Um, yeah. but we're not going to give yes. them another chance. Um, so we're just gonna. What, should we start with the legends first, or just new cards in general? I think. Ooh, talk I think legend. No, eh, mm-hmm. I, I think legends second. Legend I think that's second? a bigger. Yeah. I think that's a bigger payoff. It's than, a, all right. Yeah, so who would like to go first in the non-legendary cards section? Just just the new cards in the set. I'm gonna go first. All right, nice. Josh. What is your third most oh favorite? Just new card oh. in the set as a whole. Okay, my third most favorite, and uh, I had a really hard time uh, narrowing down uh, this specific set of three not legends like things I would want in my 99 because the problem I was having is there were things I definitely want in the 99 but they were legendaries and so that really messed me up here but that all being said my third favorite non-legendary is Hole Breacher Hole Breacher is for two and a blue you get a three two merfolk pirate he has flash and he has an ability that says, if an opponent would draw a card, except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead you create a treasure token. There have been a number of cards that have happened over the last uh, several years where it shuts down opponents uh, drawing cards. Um, but unlike something like Notion Thief, this one's you're not stealing the card draw. It's not that like strong of a power transfer of they go to draw a card but you get a bunch of card draw this instead it's just you were going to draw cards no i got uh money i got money maybe i'll have something to do with it uh maybe it'll hang around i'm not drawing any cards to get anything new i like that you that you picked this card because i think that this card is going to be so incredibly hated and i didn't think that you'd pick a card that's (laughs) just going to be so Um, incredibly hated I, the reason I and I I do feel that, and I thought about that fact, but it's just the, the fact that it shuts down the card draw without stealing the draw or doing anything else that egregious, it gives you potential. And I mean, it might be good, but it's just, I don't know. I like the way it does it. It it ultimately ended up being, I looked at it, I enjoyed the card and that's Mm, all that ultimately mattered for me picking it over uh, anything else. Well, real real quick question. What do you think is stronger? Casting a windfall with Notion Thief on the battlefield and drawing, let's say, um, you know, 20-something cards. cards, but you don't yeah. have any mana left over? Or casting a windfall, getting 20-something treasures, and having a whole new hand of seven? Um, I don't want to answer that. All right. What's your number two pick, Josh? <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Uh, my number two pick... This is, once again, a card that just, I like it. So I picked it. That made sense. Uh, It is Coercive Recruiter. For four and a red, you get a four, three Orc Pirate. Its whole Shazam is whenever it or another pirate (laughs) enters the battlefield under your control, you gain control of target creature until end of turn, untap Mm -hmm. it until end of turn, it gains haste and becomes a pirate in addition to its other types. It, I I love the flavor so much mm-hmm. of it's just you got pirates coming in and they're just like they're they're strong arming people to come do some swashbuckling with them. You just keep the creature until end of turn. You know, maybe you'll build it so you sack their guy or maybe you'll just build it so you borrow their dude for a second. He's a pirate right now. He's not under your control. You don't get to control pirates, but I do, I guess. 
It's just real cute, and I really like it. I don't know if I'll no, ever use that. it, but I'm glad that it exists. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because because uh, Hull Breacher is also a pirate. So I think what you're it about to is. do is reveal to us a new pirate deck you've been working on. So what is your third I, pick <sighs> that is related to pirates? All right, what is your third... number one favorite card that happens to be a pirate? My number one pirate pick is Commander's <laughs> Plate. Commander's oh, Blade yep. is a yep. uh, one drap, one drap nope. artifact <laughs> equipment. Uh, equipped creature gets plus three, plus three, and has protection from each color that's not in your commander's color identity. It equips to a commander for three or to not your commander for five. Um, the reason I like this for pirates is I already have uh, my Hope of Gear per <laughs> deck, which is my colorless one drop commander deck power um, tribal yeah yeah <laughs> and this is just 100 percent for that pirate deck mm-hmm. because it has protection from all colors because my guy's colorless um yep. it being one to put out three to equip for that that size of a buff and that kind of protection is beautiful it's wah, 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 very good for my deck and i like it and i mm-hmm. definitely will use it they're offering it to me on I a little lo- plate, and I'm saying, yes, I was very hungry. Thank you. I love this card so much. There's been, there's like a, there's a couple cards in this set that like, they incentivize playing fewer colors <laughs> in, mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. constructed play. And I love that because in like, and that's, uh, I think I've said before on the, on the show, I am just, you know, uh, dead to rights. I am a three color <laughs> commander player because mm-hmm, my thought mm-hmm. always goes at three colors. I have the options to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I love the fact that there's incentives now, or at least more so other than just like a self-imposed challenge. There's yeah. more incentives to actually get payoffs for being in fewer colors. And so mm-hmm. hopefully I, I, I hope like, like you said here for colorless decks, this is a, this is a no brainer. Almost this for is any incredible. Deck. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, even if you're playing a one color deck, this thing gets protection oh, yeah. from four colors yep that's great that's so good yeah i mean especially if you're running like mono green and then you've got protection from blue from black from white from like pretty much anything that would like bounce kill or lock down your creature very nice yeah just swing it in and just uh as an add-on you also get for your hope of gear per deck uh you get war room which is just a land that's tap add a colorless or pay three tap pay life equal to the number of colors in your commander's color identity draw a card mm, so that's another yeah. card that's, that's just like you have one yeah. it's just a better um castle lockthwain for yeah. like yes. monocolored decks it's 100%. really good it's very mm-hmm. nice and i will also 100 percent be using that one it it was the honorable mention on my not legendary list gotcha nice. all mm-hmm. right uh and i guess that i will go second here and then uh and then we will go to drew but mm-hmm. my number three pick and this is the one that i'm cheating on um, for my favorite non-legendary cards is just all of the courts. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, okay. All okay. of the courts. I I want Monarch to be in more games. I love enchantments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite permanent type. They just sit there. <laughs> They're literal <Yeah>. chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've been looking at people playing Chair Tribal, which is a Kenrith <laughs> commander. They made the art mm. specifically so you can run this in Kenrith mm-hmm. Chair Tribal. It's just a yeah. bunch of thrones. Yeah. All of them do something really cool. Uh, the white one, I think, as usual, is is not going to be the best one. But white, mm-hmm. the white court, it's two and two white. 
uh, when it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. All, all the courts give you the monarchy. At the beginning of your upkeep, you get a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. If you're the monarch, you get a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying instead. So it's mm-hmm. one of the only ones that actively gives you something to try to take the monarchy back with. So that's pretty good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only thing that's weird to me is that three of them cost four mana, one cost three, and one cost five. I wish they would all be four mana yeah. just for the symmetry. I'm real big mm-hmm. on my symmetry, mm-hmm. but I love uh-huh. these cards. I love everything that they do. Yeah. Um, I, and I mean, the blue one is some pretty nice the, little The mill. blue one I mean, mills yeah. 10 if you're the monarch on your upkeep. Yeah. And you know I love mill, but also mm-hmm. the Court of Ambition, the black one, at the beginning of mm-hmm. your upkeep, mm-hmm. each opponent loses three life unless they discard a card. Or six life and discard two cards if you're the monarch. Yeah. That's that's, nice. that's right up that's there. Really nice. I want to put that in just a Rakdos deck. Just do some kind of garbage. <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> thing. Um, so all of the courts are my number three pick. My number two pick, just because I imagine a game, one player's uh-huh. got 13 creatures, and then another player's got like five, and another player's got like, you know, six or seven, maybe a planeswalker or two. And then you just uh-huh. cast Soulfire Eruption. It's six mm. and three red for a sorcery. My favorite of the um, non-permanent types. And you choose any number of target creatures, planeswalkers, and or players. And then for each of them, you exile the top card of your library and deal damage equal to that card's converted mana cost to that permanent or player. And then the part I don't really care about, you may play the exiled cards until the end of your next turn. That's yeah. fine. But just imagine... There's 30-something mm-hmm. targets, and you're exiling 30 <laughs> cards off of the top of your library, mm-hmm. dealing yep. 30 instances of uncontrolled, random <laughs> amounts of damage to yep. each of those things. It's like, hey, is that a Karn? Hey, that's a land. No damage to Karn. Is that a 1-1 <laughs> Sapperlink? Bam, nine damage. Is that a player over there who I really want on my team? They take 12. Whoops. What about the problem? <laughs> oh, they gain a life? How'd that happen? I had a negative inverted <laughs> mana cost card. Um, but I love it. Oh, I just, such a weird you, you get it's rid of 30 one. cards of your deck. They're just gone. You get your next turn. You probably ramped into the spell with like rituals. You don't have enough mana to cast all 30 of those. They go away. They're gone. But you did it. You did 30 amounts of random damage or non-damage. And got rid of your deck. Oh, it's so good. I think it's terrible, but I love it. It's so good, but I think it's bad. <laughs> yeah, my no, number I think one I, pick. <laughs> yeah, I think that's technically a bad card. Technically, if you wanted to look at it like power level and use and whatnot. Um, but I do like it. It's very cute. Not a good. Oh, card. it's so it's so cute. Uh, this next one, uh, very similar to Lithoform Engine. This card is only number one on my list because it's perfect for an Omen Machine deck. Uh, this mm-hmm. card is Sphinx of the Second Sun. It's six and two Aww. blue for a flying 6-6 six, six Sphinx. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you get an additional beginning phase after this phase. So what's better than an Omen Machine? A lot of Omen Machines. What's better than that? Mm-hmm. Two times that many Omen Machines, technically. Because mm-hmm. once I, like, say we have four in the first one, that's four Omen Machines. Oh, instead of drawing cards, we do Omen Machine four times, and then what's that? another draw step to do omen machine mm-hmm. four more times yeah you also get to untap and you get your upkeep i don't care about that you get more draw mm-hmm. steps and that's what we need 
And in the own yeah. machine deck, we have clone effects. Get so many Sphinx of the Second Sons. Get so many <laughs> Omen machine triggers. We need so many Omen machines. All I want to do is bounce to the left and let my Omen machine, Omen machine, get it right two step and hit with flying Sphinx. <laughs> omen machine. Okay. And that's uh, that's my three. I just oh. That how card many, is cute to me. How many things give you specifically an additional draw step? Because there are definitely this. things that give you multiple upkeep. This might be the only one that gives you an additional draw step. It gives yeah, you an it, additional beginning phase entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just the, I don't think there's whole... anything that even just gives you just the draw the draw step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most nope, things just let bad. you draw an additional card. So it's a special yeah, no, boy. I, it is special. It's a special boy. I like it. Uh, hopefully it won't be too expensive because I do want one. Uh, Drew, mm-hmm. what is your number three pick for the non-legendary creatures? I've got... Non-legendary I'm, I'm little, permanents, rather. Or I'm a little torn because in my original picks here, one of mine, I really like what it does, but I really like what it does in a vacuum. But I think for the health of the game, it's a bad card because it lets... what. It lets it lets a color do a thing that that color really shouldn't be able to do efficiently. And also specifically, like, you know, mm-hmm. hypothetically, white should be able to do this exact same effect instead mm-hmm. of this color or this spell. And mm-hmm. in fact, if you take away the flavor of this one, um, mm-hmm. you would say, like, you just make this any other creature type and this should be white entirely. Now, I could be talking about Hull Breacher or Yeah, I uh, thought you were. <laughs> or yeah. or the um or the operative, um, but I'm not talking about either of those. Um my my number three pick is Amphin Mutineer. Amphin Mutineer is three and a blue oh. for a three three Salamander Pirate. Mm-hmm. When Amphin Mutineer enters the battlefield, exile up to one target non-salamander creature. That creature's controller creates a four three blue salamander warrior creature token. Mm-hmm. And then it has Encore for four and two blue. Now I love this card. I love, <laughs> I yeah. love color. Like I, I like that other clo- other colors get to just remove stuff, and I like that to sort of weaken. You know, blues part of the color pie is that mm-hmm. they don't have like a lot of options. If if a spell resolves, if a creature hits the table, they don't have as many answers to just stone, get rid of it. So I don't like that this card is in blue and that it gets to exile creatures. I wish it was white for that. Also for it giving them a creature token afterwards. That's what generous gift does. That's what a lot of white effects does, but I'm going to put that to the side for now. Just, I do want to get it out there that I do wish that instead of this being a blue card, this is a white card so that white got more access to this type of effect. And that so that said, white got more salamanders. So that it got more salamanders. Come yeah, on. that's what I was saying. Like maybe, like, maybe the creature type doesn't fit white, but make it like instead of being a salamander pirate, it's a salamander knight. That way it fits the white <laughs> color pirate. But, but it's, oh it's, you know, I mean, blue does have this in rapid hybridization and pongify. Mm-hmm. And I like that these are one, you actually can't like endlessly do this effect. Like it's, you can't, you can't exile it on the one round, sack the Amphin Mutiny or bring it back and then get rid of the token again. They're going to end up with some salamanders. That just yes. no way about no way around. Right. That. And so I do like that. It's still giving them something. A four power isn't nothing. And so they can probably hit mm-hmm. you pretty hard with that. Um, but it, it's number three on my list just because I, I, there are some kind of caveats, some asterisks with it that I just wish this exact same effect was in other colors. Uh, cause I feel like blue doesn't need this, but I do like the card a whole bunch. 
I like yeah. things that destroy creatures but give them a token back afterwards as like a consolation prize and stuff. <laughs> um, consolation prize because <laughs> you, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. The um, my number two pick is. <sighs> I'm going to give an honorable mention here, but I am going to pick one single card uh, just because I kind of like it a bit more. Um, but my num- my official number two pick is going to be Ember Wild Captain, another pirate, just like Josh. Golly. I'm doing all pirates. Uh, Ember Wild yes. Captain is three and a red for a 4-2 gin pirate with some buck wild art. Love the art on this card. (laughs) Whenever it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. And whenever an opponent attacks you while you're the monarch, Emberwild Captain deals damage to that player equal (laughs) to the number of cards in their hand. This does a lot of good things for red. Almost like uh, there's whiplash from the previous card I was talking about because it's, I love that this gives red access to some card draw or some card advantage at all. That is a weakness of red. I like that this is giving it to it in a thing that every color gets. Every color getting access to monarch is perfectly fine with me. I think it's a mm-hmm. it's not an explosive enough method of card draw that I feel like it imbalances anything. And like we said at the kind of start of the show, Monarch just makes games more fun. But more importantly than that, this is a red Punisher effect. And I want red to have these all day. This is a thing where it's people will try to attack you for being the Monarch so that they can get the Monarch. But if they are a if they're not mono red and they're you know already have a whole bunch of cards this is a card that will punish them for having drawn a bunch of cards and trying to come at you they're gonna have Mm -hmm. to go like okay i can take monarch but if they have like if i being you know in red if i have like three four cards in hand they go like all right if i swing at him i'm gonna take seven (laughs) and that's (laughs) if i'm able to also still get through and then get the monarch and then even if they find some way to get rid of my creatures before then they can just start bolting me to the face i love that this is a way one it's just more punisher effects i want red to get a lot more of these i've been saying in a lot of the recent episodes i want i want things to punish green and blue colors that i play for doing the things that green and blue do because i feel like we get off scot-free too much i wish this also or maybe like in the future we have a version of this effect where like they can attack you but they take damage equal to the number of lands they have in play or something more punisher Hmm. effects are good because it's that's not Staxi, which apparently people don't like playing against. That's not like a balance effect, which apparently people don't like playing against. But this is just like, hey, you have to opt in to getting domed for like eight. And that's on you. No one made you attack, except I'm in red and I made you attack. But we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> just yeah. do it in an uh-huh. is it shell. And then you just give everybody things that make them attack and just clone this guy like eight or God. nine times. Yeah. And then it's just like, hey, yeah. come at me. You're going to take eight times the number of cards in your hand. But you have to attack. I gave you a goblin spy master. Do something. That's, just how, that's how this works. Uh, the honor, the honorable mention for a lot of the similar reasons is Port Razor. Port Razor is three and two red for a four for orc pirate. When it, whenever it deals combat damage to a player untap all your creatures you get an additional combat and port razor can only attack players that it has not already attacked this i think um similar to the other one it gives red a bit more reach red's cards hmm. from standard sets are designed for 20 life magic they have a hard time scaling up to commander yeah this right here just mm-hmm. it's rewarding you for attacking feels very red it lets you escalate by hitting all of your opponents because it's the it's mono red especially in commander is going from having to deal 20 damage to having to deal 120 which is a pretty <laughs> massive swing up there they have to deal with and so i like this effect not not quite as mm-hmm. much as ember wild captain but i wanted to mention it as well my number mm-hmm. one pick mm-hmm. is a thing that i hope is a uh, a sign of a lot of future design space but it is promise of tomorrow promise of tomorrow is an enchantment for two and a white 
Whenever a creature you control dies, exile it. At the beginning of each instep, if you control no creatures, sacrifice Promise of Tomorrow and return all cards exiled with it to the battlefield under your control. I'm going to talk about another one where we get to our legendary creatures that's in a similar space, but I, uh, I know really, is, yeah. really like the potential for white card advantage to be in stowing things away in a protected bubble so that it can possibly get them back later. I love that because mm -hmm. it's, I don't, uh, we're not the first people to say this. We will not be the last people to say this, but white has a problem in commander with keep with just keeping up with the other colors in terms of card draw red over the past several years has been getting impulsive draw as kind of its answer to that blue just has card draw green has never had a problem a day in its life <laughs> black has a lot of card draw yeah white just does, and like up to now white's answer to that has been things that like um you play an enchantment and that gives you a soldier token and that is card advantage in the sense of like oh this draws you a zero cost one one soldier or whatever but yeah. i love this potential for like this kind of twist on reanimation in a way because it's reanimation from the graveyard i get that you know flavor wise i see that as being a, a very kind of black mechanic it's tied to necromancy it's hmm. hard to have it not feel that way but having things go into exile, they are protected from graveyard removal. But the downs, the trade-off there is if you can't get them back, they are literally gone forever. So I like how they're balanced in that way. And I like how kind of bubbling your things into this secret place that that just feels very white flavorfully to me where it's like i have taken my thing i have hidden it it's in a sacred place i might not be able to get back to it if i mess up if i'm not doing my thing but if i play correctly and i plan ahead i can have this be protected and safe and then i can get it and you know bring it back out whenever it's the most beneficial I mm -hmm. like that as a way for like, I think recursion is a valid way to is a valid method of card advantage by you getting more uses out of your cards. I yeah. feel like this feels more white than just giving white a four mana draw three spell. And <clears throat> I like the design space of white being able to tuck away things for the future in exile. Everybody knows what they are. They're not mm -hmm. sneaky. It's right here and you know what it's going to be. Yeah. 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 And if I can get yeah. to it. I get my card advantage. I like that kind of flavor and I hope we see a lot more effects like this. Yeah. And it's just, if you, if you just are playing, if you get this late game, if you get this mm -hmm. late game and you have seven man, uh -huh. it's like this and a wrath of God and, and it's a just like, bam, oh. everything's gone. My yeah, stuff that's, is That's back. what I was going to say. Yeah. This is, for, this is yeah. for a board wipe deck. You can wipe the board mm -hmm. and then get all your creatures right and just back. Get your stuff. Come. It's white creatures yeah. have a lot of really good ETBs. It's, I, mm -hmm. I love this kind of space here. And this that's thing is really like, cool. if you play, if you play early, mm -hmm. you just start like slowly tucking away stuff. People get they're They're kind of looking like it's, I, I just, I love everything about this card. No, yeah. it's I, I agree with that. It's a very good white uh, advantage thing. I'm sure there's like weird stuff you can do. Like if you want to build like an evoke deck, you just like yeah. evoke the creatures. They come in, die immediately. Just tuck them under there, get them back later. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of evoke. Yeah, there's there's some cute I didn't think things about that one. That. That's really nice. Yeah, but yep. we will uh, we'll move on to our legendaries, and I'll go first with yeah. the legendaries, and then Drew, and then Josh will finish it up because he went first last time. Um, and so I'm gonna start off with my number three pick. Um, I tried really hard not to have this be my number three pick, but it is my number three pick. It's Rograg. Uh -huh. It's Son of Roga. It's, I can't help it. <laughs> yeah. It's a zero drop, zero one, first strike, menace, trample the partner. This 
How do you not like it? Like it's just a tiny red beater. And it's and like it's as strength as relative as the flavor text. It's Mm -hmm. a cobalt. It's like, you know, there's so many things that you can do with it. Like you can just go straight up. Like I'm going to enchant it with things. You can go a weird mutate route where it's just like, Hey, these are pretty good things to have on like a three, six and just Mm -hmm. mutate stuff onto it. Just keep throwing things onto this thing. So it's just a word (laughs) soup of a tiny, Mm -hmm. tiny Mm -hmm. fella. Uh, I think that it and uh, the horse, I like it and Kelleth a lot. (laughs) I think that if I get those, when we do our, our sealed, I'm going to build that. Or if I get it and Kedis, yeah. I'm going to do that as well. It's just cute. I can't deny it. I tried. I really wanted to because I feel like, you know, at this mm-hmm. point, it's kind of like a joke, kind of like the meme of the of the thing is everyone likes Rogok, son of Rogok, but everybody likes Rogok, son it's of great. Rogok. It's great. Some things are just likable, and that's Some, it's just likable. It's it is. cute. It's just cute, and it smiles at you. It's like Tom <laughs> Hanks' son. Mm-hmm. Uh, like oh, if you see him in anything, uh, yeah. he's not great, but he's, but you still, you look at him. He looks a little like Tom Hanks. It just is pleasing. Even if you don't really <laughs> heart, care about yeah. what's heart warmer. Yeah. He's a heart warmer. Yeah. And so I don't name? have anything else to say about him. Huh? Colin, Colin Hanks. Oh, Colin, son of Tom. <laughs> son of, yeah. Son of Tom. Um, yeah. this, this, my number two was kind of a toss up. It was between Belby uh, corrupted observer and your lock of scorched thrash um i do think that your lock beats out belby uh i will real oh. quick read belby and your lock anyway uh belby corrupted observer is one black one green at the beginning of each player's post-combat main phase they add two colorless mana for each of your opponents who lost life this turn i want to put out a turn two omen machine if you put out something <laughs> turn one that when it attacks deals a damage to each opponent and then you play this you get you get all the mana. You get six mana turn two. You drop an omen machine. That's great. But our playgroup specifically has only been three man pods. So it means that I won't be able to do that. Your lock wins. And what your lock does is this. <laughs> it is one, a black, a red, and a green for a Viashino Shaman with Vigilance. It is a 4-4. Four, four, and it says a player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. Uh, and it also has tap. Pay one, tap. Add uh, each player adds a black, a red, and a green to their mana pool. So it's a group mm-hmm. hug and group slug card all in one. It it's feels so very nice. Nekusar. It's the Nekusar of Jun. Yeah. It's Jun's <laughs> Nekusar, and I love yeah. Nekusar. Every color mana burns back. Every me. Every three color pairing should have one thing that is both a hug and slug <laughs> commander at the same time. And your lock yeah. is that. Your lock he is, is just, hey, here's mana. It hurts you. Also, I have a like Nyx Bloom Ancient. So everybody gets nine. And then and then whoops. Oh. Everybody takes nine. Even me. I don't have anything to cast with it. <laughs> I'm done, baby. <laughs> I don't even have that like Nekusar thing of only my opponents take it. I take it too. And that's cute to me. And it opens up a whole lot of deck building strategies, um, mm-hmm. overabundance, dictate of Karametra, all of these, all of these mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, mana doublers, blink moth urn and a mycosynth lattice on the field. <laughs> so everybody mm-hmm. gets just a bunch of colorless <laughs> mana at the start, and you better use it. You better use it for Absolutely. every permanent you have in play. I, I love I, it. I, I, 
I love that, like, you, you made the comparison to Nekasar, and I love the fact that technically, if your opponents can make use of it, it is still hug. Like, it's not, like, it's mm-hmm. not fake group hug. It's it's just like Nekasar goes, I'm giving you more cards, which would logically get you more answers. If you don't find an answer to what I'm doing, I, I can't help you. You built your deck. You didn't run answers. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing here with your lock. Like, if you don't, it's... If you don't have ways to make use of free mana every like all the time, it's like surely you have yeah. a comet storm. Just are you <laughs> anything? Yeah, it's 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 a four four <laughs> creature run removal. Like if, mm-hmm. if it's a problem, here's then, the mana then, for the like, removal. Here's the mana. I'm trying to help, and that's yeah. and I how love that mad? space. How I love anyone be mad? Space. Speaking of how can anybody be mad? My number one pick is so <laughs> unapologetic. It is so delightful so true to the roots of of hug it's the huggiest commander in the whole game my number one pick and if i get a foil etched of it i'm gonna build it it's quain the itinerant Mm -hmm. meddler it is a two drop one three (laughs) rabbit wizard that just says Mm -hmm. tap each player may draw a card that each player who drew a card this way gains one life it's got may You can't even do shenanigans. It's not like I've got infinite untaps. I'm going to mill you guys. And they say, no, I just won't. Or if like somebody like I cast a whole (laughs) breacher and I'm like, hi, Mm. you guys will give me treasure. And they just say, I won't draw a card. You won't get a treasure. It's like, Mm -hmm. dang, dang, you tricked me with my own guy. Two mana. Each player may draw a card. Mm -hmm. Then each player who drew a card this way gains one. It's so cute. It's just mm-hmm. right there. It's early. It's an early drop. Azorius hugging rabbit in the same colors of Kami of the Crescent Moon. Please, Dude. Lord God, let me just love- let me just unapologetically <laughs> smile at you and say, here, here you go. You don't get burned. You don't mm-hmm. get hurt. In fact, you get healed. I love I love that we have in the same set, we have both the tortoise and the hare in this one. And oh. it's it's the the yeah. one thing because we have and and they're they're literally like it's the other one has been getting some talk. I I, I don't want to talk about it in case it ends up it's not one of my three, but in case it's one of Josh's. Mm-hmm. But uh it's the other one is beginning some talk at the higher at the higher power level into being mm-hmm. very staxy, very controlly, and Queen is the exact opposite. So I like that in the magic Vorthos here, the rabbit's the good guy and the tortoise and the hare. He's helping everybody. He's drawing them cards. He's gaining them life. And the tortoise is the is a dick. Is a is a bad man who no one likes. I love that. I, I say like looking at Queen. The one thing that I wish and like. I think it's a terrific card as is. I just wish they had let you activate the ability as though he had, maybe like don't give the whole creature haste, but maybe like he can activate his ability as though he had haste. But I mean, you just run boots and I think that's fine. Just so he can do it. Just so he's a little faster. He's a little bit more tortoise yeah, in the just hair. Give him the, just give but, him but he's the great as is. I love him. I yeah. love him. And obviously he's going to go infinite you. with, um, there's a, the one big enchantment that's just discard a card, untap your creature. So yeah, you can build this like a turbo uh, Thassa's <laughs> Oracle deck if you want to build Quain the Rabbit Wizard that way. Quain can you race do, to the end of the track if that's what he needs to do. talk to me if that's what you <laughs> want to. Don't talk to me. I'll give you the cards to do it with mine, but you don't bring that to me. Uh, but those are my three. Drew, what is your Very third? Nice. Your number three for your legendary creatures. My... <sighs> 
I, I kind of I, li- I like how these I like how these flow. Oh, they could flow a little bit better. That's unfortunate. My number three pick <laughs> is a card that I am just getting hotter and hotter on by the day. And if you look at the art, mm, you can tell uh, my number three pick is Nevenural Urborg Tyrant. It is a uh, three <laughs> yeah. Esper, so three white, blue, and black for a three six legendary zombie wizard who has hexproof from artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. Whenever Nevenral Urborg Tyrant enters the battlefield, make a tapped 2 2 zombie for each creature that died this turn. And whenever Nevenral dies, you may pay one mana. When you do, destroy all artifacts, creatures, and enchantments. I am so hyped for this card. I love everything about this card. It is. Mm-hmm. I have. Re- I have. In, in fairly recent memory, I had tried to build esper zombie tribal with oh, verena yeah. village queen um mm-hmm. and i just could not balance the different things that verena wanted to do from being zombie tribal to discard synergies to all the life gaining card draw nevenral is simple nevenral is wanting to raise an army of zombies and then kill everything else that is trying to get there and turn mm-hmm. those things into more zombies and i love that mm-hmm. it's if you 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 create a giant board state, this thing cares about your creatures that died. It cares about other people's creatures that died. You just wipe the whole board. If you can recast Nevenural, then you just get them all back. You have a command zone answer to basically, I mean, everything but Planeswalkers, which is a <laughs> kick up to what Nevenural's disc does. So I like yep. that they didn't expand him at all. Like that they yeah, kept yeah, him where yes. what the what the original spell does, uh-huh. and it's just like. I'm a big fan. I love my I love my loops. This card just seems very easy to abuse. Like it's very easy to sacrifice, you know, Nevenral and a couple creatures. You're in the colors to run Havengol Lich, which everybody knows I'm going to do. And you make <laughs> enough mana to recast him out of the yard, pull him back. He's going to make zombies, which give you more fodder to do more disgusting things. I, I like him that he's he's an Esper zombie tribal commander. And I think so is Verena, but he isn't trying to do anything that is more complex than raising an army of dumb zombies to throw around. Like it ultimately comes down to he has no like all he can do, you know, even abusing him, like I just said there, all he can do at the end of that is make a ton of zombies. And I'm not in a color that has an easy way to give board wide haste because one, the zombies are tapped. I need to find a way to deal with that. And I'm an Esper, so it's hard to give my whole team haste. So I like that I'm not in colors where that's easy. I just it's a card I like. Card I like a whole bunch. I like it. I, I like this one too. Yeah. Okay. I would yeah. honestly I always forget about the second ability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only right. remember the zombies. Yeah. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your number two, Drew? My number two, I mentioned this earlier when talking about Promise of Tomorrow, but my number two pick for legendary creatures is Livio Oathsworn Sentinel. Livio is a one and a white for a two-two legendary human knight who has partner, so you can combine this with any other partner uh, legendary creature. Um, they have the ability of, for one and a white, choose another target creature. Its controller may exile it with an Aegis counter on it. And its second ability is for two and a white and tap. Return all exiled cards with Aegis counters on them to the battlefield under their owner's control. Just like I said with Promise of Tomorrow, I love this thing for card advantage, where like at a commander table, you get to a point in games where you just know 
a wipe is about to hit the table. Too many people hmm. have too many things and you are already too committed to the board. There's not much you can do about it. Livio goes like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and save some stuff real quick. And it's uh, the first mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. I love that it's not a tap. So it's just as much mana as you've been able to get. You just dump that in. If you want to play political, you can target other people's stuff with it to let them mm-hmm. also save their things. And Keep then that queen back out. Whenever, yeah, I, I, he, he can play them Quain lines. And then whenever he comes back in, he brings them all back in. I love that. I like, again, mm-hmm. this thing where it's white can put its things into exile. They're protected because of the way they've worded it with the Aegis counters. He can leave and come back and still get them. And oh, it's yeah. just as long yeah. as I can make sure that I can get to my things, then I, I have done, I have jumped through the necessary hoops to achieve my card advantage. Mm-hmm. Love everything about it. And the, and the drop's nice. Really like, like, if this it. was a yeah. three drop, I think it would be mm-hmm. a lot worse. But the fact oh, that it's yeah. just two, one and another uh-huh. for a two, two, uh-huh. and then next turn you can start, like, you know, playing the politics game a little bit or yep. saving, like, yeah. Doom Traveler if you wanted to. You can yeah, just save them whenever you want. Stuff. I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. It's, and it, it's, it's, yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah, really, and that's yeah, the thing. It's, like, it's, it's a really cool way to do the Conjurer's Closet kind of thing. Kind of with mm-hmm. instant speed, but then it can be delayed. You can do use it as protection. I do really like the way it. Does if I'm it able does. to just bank up like a ton of mana, it'd be very easy to just like literally on the inset before my turn. You know, let's mm-hmm. say I just have uh, nine mana, and he is he does he's not summoning sick. It's very mm-hmm. very easy to just like on the inset before my turn, tap two, tap two, tap two, bounce cre- three creatures, and then use his ability, bring them all back, re-trigger yep. their ETBs. Yep because he's a partner i can easily like i think there's i think literally just about any color plays really well with this oh yeah um if i mm-hmm. go into I green so. i've got access to some banger etbs <laughs> i've got access to mana ramp so i can do his ability more often if i go into yeah. red i can do haste so i can play him exile a thing and return it on the same turn there's just a lot of options with livio and again it gets more into that design space that i want them to pursue where just white just mm-hmm. it puts its things in a bubble over here and then if it can get them back that's card advantage i love that Mm-hmm. All right. And, and your did. number one, my number one, um, I've been talking a lot about white exiling things. So it may, if you're looking at the list of all the legends, this one might not be a surprise. My number one pick is Bell Borka spectral yep, sergeant. Yep, there it is. Ah, I had a feeling. Uh, legendary, <laughs> legendary spirit soldier star five for two, a red and a white note to the converted mana cost of each card as it's put into exile. Bell Borka, Spectral Sergeant's power is equal to the greatest number noted for it this turn. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. Every line of text on this card, I love. It's I love insane. Everything, about <laughs> everything it. that it does it's is so weird. Every single thing about it. What are the two go-to white removal spells? They are Path to Exile. They are Swords to Plowshares. Those are one mana exile a thing. If it's big, which it usually is, if you're using one of those man, one of those removal spells on it. Now Bell Bork is swinging in for twelve. That's rad. <laughs> also, yeah. you got that exiled. Can you filter your mana? You have that now. Red. A lot of the more powerful red removal does damage, but it has it where it'll exile the creature if it would die this way. Oh, that's boom. Right, yeah. That mm-hmm. also goes into Bell Borka. Do you want to play Stolen Strategy? Four mana, or what is it? Four or six mana enchantment? I think it's four. It's a five mana Exile the Exile, uh, five mana enchantment. Uh, exile the top card of everybody's library. You get to play them. Guess what? You also beefed up Balborka, and he can also play them. Uh, do you want to run Itali, another very powerful red card? When it swings, it exiles a bunch of other people's top cards of their deck. That'll also power up Balborka. 
all of mm-hmm. the cards I've also been talking about with white, you know, in addition to running um, mm-hmm. rest in peace, which is just a good white yes. hoser spell. Yes. It exiles yes, things to send them to the yard. There are so many things where Bellborka will just get real huge off of things that you're already doing in these colors exile removal is pretty inarguably the best form of removal a thing mm-hmm. that just let me see here Wow. okay okay so he can't play all of the cards that you exile which is probably good from a balancing perspective <laughs> otherwise yeah. this card oh, might have been geez, broken yeah. but uh-huh but it's i mean think of something just as simple as o-ring you want to o-ring things anyway put them into exile mm-hmm. that has the mm-hmm. added benefit of boom bell borka real big there are situations where you would probably be like in the, the downside to a card like O-Ring to a card like, what is it, Containment Priest, I think, or Fiend Hunter, is what if they uh-huh. don't have a creature? What if they don't have a good target? For Bell Borka, what if you have a good target? You can play Ugh. your thing, exile your own thing, buff up Bell Borka's attack, still use that for whatever you need to use it for. And just like I've been talking about for a lot of this episode, you now have your own good thing protected and in exile. If someone else wipes the board or if you wipe the board, <laughs> you get your thing back because you exiled mm-hmm. your own thing to benefit Bell Borka. And yeah. all of that is before I've even talked about the last thing gives you card advantage in Boros, which is the thing this color combo needs. Mm-hmm. I like that it's a very it doesn't seem overly powerful. It's just one extra card per turn mm-hmm. in the command zone. Accessible, good, reliable, but not crazy. Just love yeah. every bit. Of, I love every bit of text on this card. Bell Borka. Yeah, I, I'm I definitely like partial to the um to the exile kind of interaction stuff. And mm-hmm. and there's not. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of exile payoff. And this is just like a a really balanced, reasonable version of exile payoff. I mm-hmm. like. It. Yeah, we finally got that ingest commander we've been looking for. <laughs> about oh time. It is about time we got the spirit soldier. <laughs> Uh, all right well a, moving yeah. on those are all very good choices i like that i completely forgot mm-hmm. about bella borka uh josh what is your yeah. number three legendary creature okay my number three um i've been excited about this one since the um the leaks happened i was really hopeful that it would turn out to be real and it is it is obeka brute chronologist for mm. a blue a black a red one other you get a three four ogre wizard she's real hot too with red hair um she has tap the player whose turn it is may end the turn uh so you can use it to try to end someone else's turn but if they don't want to they won't um but but there's just like there's so much potential for nifty little shenanigans for you to have the ability to just for mm-hmm. the tap end your turn if someone's mm-hmm. trying to do some heavy horrific piece of control if they're trying to um cyclonic rift uh on your turn you just stop it your turn is done you don't yeah. need to do any more but that doesn't happen um if you have the ability to on any of those, like at the beginning of the instep sack this or exile or whatever you can just say, no, no, <laughs> it's there's I mean, so it's much really potential. Good I'm so with glad a, this exists. It's uh-huh. really good with encore and it's in the same colors as a Rami of the dead tide. And that's the one that can tap to give a creature in your graveyard oh, encore. Right. So you yeah. can encore out literally anything like a consuming aberration is what I would do. And then you just say, hey, at the end step, instead of sacrificing these three 
consuming aberrations, mm-hmm. I'll end my turn with that trigger on the stack, and now I just have them. Now mm-hmm. they're here. And that's yep. that's really cool. I like Obeka. Yeah. It's weird, but it, it matches mm-hmm. you. It matches There's a lot of options, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's I very don't... open, but so, so uh-huh. closed. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the whole ability. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, but I'd really like to build the deck around it. We'll see. Um, but yeah. And what's your, uh, what's your number two there, Josh? My number two, I, I had to go with this one because literally I, I for sure am going to be building a deck with him with also something else that I don't know what it is yet. Cause this does have partner, but what this is, is itch to kick salvage splicer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For four and a green, you get a one, one human artificer. Uh, when he enters the battlefield, you create a three, three colorless golem artifact creature token, which is what splicers do. Uh, whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, anyone's artifact for any reason, you put a plus one, plus one counter on itch to kick and a plus one, plus one counter on each golem (laughs) you control. Um, I, I way back in the day, I had a golem tribal deck not necessarily very good but i really like golems golems are one of my favorite fantasy things because it's Mm -hmm. like it's like a robot but not very cool essentially fantasy (laughs) robot um yeah it i mean in its most classic sense it is i have made a thing out of dirt and i said a a spell and now it lives and it's just a dirt guy (laughs) That's yep. the most original form. So I like golems. Um, so this I this for sure will be one of the partners for uh, a golem tribal deck that I want to build. I don't know yet what the other partner will be. Uh, one one combo that I like but will not use because it would just be a green partner and a green partner would be partnering him with Slurk all ingesting, which is. Um, <laughs> For green five bother, you get zero zero. Boy, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an ooze. Enters with five plus one plus one counters on it, and whenever it or another creature you control dies, if the creature had a plus one plus one counter on it, you put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control that has a plus one plus one counter on it. Itch to kick is putting the counters on your guys for when your artifacts mm-hmm. go to the graveyard. And so, if you've got a bunch of golems, like artifact dying, creatures. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're dying. Okay. So you're putting the counters and you're putting counters because they had counters on them. That's I like that. Awesome. but I, <laughs> Yeah, also I wouldn't the do commander it. combo is itch tech and slurk. <laughs> That's it's very no, I disgusting. Like you have to. That sounds oh, just yeah. like a thing that you would name a cat. Itch kick and slurk. Yeah, I I definitely like slurk as a cat name. Just awful. Just terrible <laughs> stuff. But anyway, yeah, I, I had to choose him as number two because I'm going to build a deck with him for sure. Gotcha. Well, what's your number one? Are you going to build a deck around your number one? Because if you're not, it sounds like that one should have been your number one. But whatever. Oh, I definitely what's your number want, one? I definitely want to build a deck around my number one, but we've already talked about it because also I've already talked about it in a previous <laughs> episode of this. It's your lock of Scorch Thrash. It's uh, literally, <laughs> I, I in my head uh, for years, 
I've been like, oh, they should bring back Mana Burn just on a card. Mana Burn is cool, so long as it's not a mechanic. Oh, and then you could tie it with also giving people mana so that you can burn people with the mana. Because there's Mana Burn in here, it's a hug, and it's hurt. And they just did the exact freaking thing. They're mm-hmm. making all of my decks as Commander Precons, and they're making the ideas in my head. And I don't know what to do anymore. I guess I'll just be happy and use these cards that I'm excited to exist. Um, so there he is. We've already talked about him. There's no need to talk about him more. I like him for the reasons that we talked about already. And he does the things already specified. Um, and because we've already talked about him, I'm going to talk about my runner up honorable mention, which is Rograk, son of Roga. Um, already talked about. um, so then I'm going to talk about my runner up runner up, which is Sakashima of a thousand faces for, uh, blue and three other, you get a three, one, he's a human rogue and have him come into the battlefield as a copy as of another creature you control, except it, it has the, this card's abilities, uh, the legend rule doesn't apply to permanence you control and has partner. Uh, that's neat. Well, there you go, everybody. That was Josh's number one twice removed. His number, his number one, <laughs> yep. his one A, and his one B, and his one C. Gotcha. Yep. Very interesting that those just weren't like your two and three. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that, um, that wraps up uh, mm-hmm. our, our kind of thoughts, our excitement that we have for the set. Um, let us know mm-hmm. what your favorite partners are, what you think might be busted. Sorry we didn't talk about the problem cards. Not really what we wanted to do today. So, whoops. Um, So, if you think that there's any busted stuff in the set that's Mm -hmm. like a partner combination, or you know one of the weird partners and the duo it can team up with to do busted Mm. booty things, or if you're expecting to do Soulfire Eruption once and never again, go ahead and leave (laughs) us a comment in the the comments Mm -hmm. section of wherever you can leave one. Yeah. Yeah. Also, feel free to send us uh, what are your favorite things? What commanders are you excited for? We are Demonstrate the Loop. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have an email. The email will be posted to any of those social networks. So send us a DM, comment on the thing, or whatever. We like reading stuff. Yes, sir. And um, I believe with all that being said, we have demonstrated the loop, and we will move to the instep and concede. And concede. Thank you for some games. Big games. (laughs) 